can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito. The Celtics beat the Hornets 120-111, and what a game it was. Uh, Going to start today's podcast off, same as usual, go through player of the game, uh, go through some of the highs, some of the lows, and talk about a standings update to wrap things up here. In a game where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum get 38 and 35 points, yep, that's correct, combined for 73 points between the two of them, the player of the game goes to rookie Aaron Neesmith. I believe this is the first time that I've ever said that on this podcast. Uh, But what a game he had. 15 points, 9 rebounds, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Played unbelievable. Unbelievable basketball tonight. His energy changed the entire game. And he came up with a bunch of huge plays. Huge plays down in the stretch. Uh, So at the end of the third quarter, he had seven points, five rebounds. And he added on another eight points in the fourth quarter, four rebounds. He had an excellent take to the rim that he was fouled on. Uh, Excellent block on Miles Bridges, one of the best dunkers in the NBA, in-game at least. He blocked Bridges with his elbow. That's how high he got up. Another big block on Brad Wanamaker. Corner three to push the lead to six. A steal late in the game that ended up like Tatum being fouled in transition. Another dunk in transition. And then the alley-oop finish from JB to go up 11 with a minute left. Like left and right. Wherever you looked in that fourth quarter, Aaron Smith was. And I love being able to say that. I love being able to say that. I will say I'm sure Romeo and Shemi were shaking in their boots because they probably are scared to all hell that their playing time is going to be decreased. Both of which, Romeo and Shemi, DNPs tonight. Both of them. Uh, Which is good. Tonight, no Kemba, no Smart. Brad stuck to nine guys. And realistically... Stuck to eight guys. Grant played one minute. Checked in for basically a possession and was out. Neesmith, 31 minutes tonight. Pritchard, 29 minutes. Both of which played great basketball. Love it. Pritchard actually led the team in plus minus. He had plus 16 on the night. Uh, So overall, really, really solid night all around. Neesmith is player of the game tonight. You know, the next, the next guy, you know, you look at, it's probably going to be JB. You look at the way he impacted the game, especially early. I uh, had 20 points in the first quarter alone. I uh, played, it was hitting absolutely everything. In the first quarter, he had 25, 20 points, five rebounds, two assists on eight of 11 from the field. End of the game, obviously cooled off a little bit, uh, but still shot well over 50%. From the field and from three. 
7 of 13 from 3, 5 of 6 from the line. Uh, it was just making great plays. Had a couple of clutch baskets late in the game, a couple deep threes. Uh, they were kind of late in the shot clock. Tatum drove, dished out, got a couple straightaway threes. Uh, really played excellent tonight. And the other part of that, of the Rain and Jays, is Jason Tatum. 35 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. Also added in a steal. Again, shooting numbers weren't as impressive uh, as Jalen, but not far off. 12 of 23, 4 of 10 from 3, so a little bit under 50%. Uh, but 7 of 8 from the line. Got to the line a bunch. You know, the, this is the number that we've talked about. This is like 6, 8, 9, like 6 to 8 is my sweet spot for free throws for Tatum. And he's been giving it to us. Uh, so this is solid. Overall solid offensive performance. Pretty much throughout the game, we struggled in the second quarter. And we'll talk about that moving forward, like in the second half of the podcast. But you look at, you know, what the Jays were able to do tonight. This is probably the best game, and I tweeted this out earlier too. This is the best game I think the Jays have played collectively. I feel like most games the Celtics play, it's either JB is super hot, Tatum has a a rough shooting night, or Jason Tatum's hot, JB doesn't take as many shots. Uh, It's usually one over the other. This was both guys shooting excellent from the field, getting to the line, assisting, playing defense. Like overall, you really can't ask for a better game for the for both of these guys combined. And it's much needed because this is a Hornets team that just blew us out. Uh, we had no Kemba tonight due to an injury. And we had no Marcus Smart due to him threatening a ref, apparently. (laughs) Which we can also talk about later in the podcast. Uh, But overall, this is, you know, the game that we needed from both of them. Historically, you know, we've seen great performances from these guys, right? Jalen Brown just had 39 points the other night and the Celtics lost. The difference tonight was the fact that we had performances from the rest of our guys. You know, realistically, Tatum, Jalen, also could have been player of the game tonight. Neesmith, I think, was outstanding. Another guy that was outstanding was Tristan Thompson. And he's a guy that's not going to get as much credit from most other people out there because he's not going to put up flashy stats. But he had seven offensive rebounds tonight. He was an absolute tank on the glass, getting everything. 12 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, but 7 offensive rebounds. Shot well from the field too, 5 of 9, had a couple of really nice hook shots in the lane. Uh, Got away from him a couple times. He tried to drive from the 3-point line and turn the ball over, but, you know, that was... It is what it is. You know, realistically, outside of that, he played excellent basketball also tonight. You know, you got to be happy with these performances. We talked about Pritchard a little bit, but I forget who it was, but it might have been Mark D'Amico. He, yep, Mark D'Amico. And this is his quote 
on Twitter. I don't ever I don't even think Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum played as under control as rookies as Peyton Pritchard has this season. He just doesn't get sped up. How often do you watch a play and think he forced the issue? Next to never. Yeah, this is high praise for a guy like Pritchard. And a lot of people were kind of giving Brad shit tonight for not starting Pritchard uh, in lieu of Marcus Smart and Kemba Walker. And a lot of it just comes down to the fact that Brad really needs someone coming off the bench that he can trust. And Peyton Pritchard has grown to be that guy. Like, Mark D'Amico is absolutely right. Peyton Pritchard is as composed as they come for rookies. Uh, Jalen Brown, there was, there's no doubt in my mind that that's accurate because Jalen Brown was all over the place his rookie season, and I'm sure he'll say that himself. Jason Tatum was a lot more under control than JB, but still, I don't think that he kind of controlled the game as much as Pritchard can. Just the pace, not necessarily, like, I'm not saying rookie Tatum it wasn't as good as rookie Pritchard. Uh, it's obviously not the case, but he plays composed, very composed for a rookie. Uh, it's just good to see. And I loved, I loved watching Brad kind of rely on his rookies late in the game tonight. It's something we haven't seen a bunch, especially, well, more so Neesmith than Pritchard, because we saw Pritchard get some, you know, shine late in games. Uh, but we haven't really seen it from Neesmith. And this was a game where he stepped up and played, you know, past what anyone I think thought he was capable of. He's gotten a lot of flack this season just because, you know, he was drafted a lot higher than Nees- than Pritchard. And Pritchard has far outshined him. Uh, and you kind of saw it in the shoe deals. We saw earlier uh, earlier today and potentially yesterday, uh, Peyton Pritchard signed a deal with Nike, which is awesome. Uh, and then you see Aaron Neesmith sign a deal with New Balance, which is still pretty awesome, but definitely not as awesome as Nike. Uh, but overall, I mean, you got to be happy for the two kids. You know, two young guns getting the shine, getting shoe deals, uh, and now getting some playing time late in games. It's good to see. It's really good to see. I mean, especially if we can get those tight performances. I don't think we're going to have a almost double-double for Neesmith anytime soon once we're healthy. Uh, but if we can get some minutes like that where he's coming in just bringing a ton of energy, flying all over the place... That's what we need. That's what the Celtics have lacked. I feel like all season long, we talk about effort. We talk about hustle. This guy is chock full of it. But up until today, really, he hasn't really shown the skill set to go along with the effort. Uh, so this is a, it could be a really important turning point for Neesmith, uh, which I'm all here for. I'm all here for. Yeah, realistically, one of the things that I did like tonight, the Celtics hit that mark for assists, 26 assists. What have I been saying all season long? And it's not just me. I'm not going to claim claim that as my take. The numbers are the ones saying it, but 26 assists. 
It's the number that we've been talking about all season long. And they hit that number. They were moving the ball well. They shot the ball significantly better. Still took a lot of threes, but hit it at a better rate tonight. Uh, but the big one of the big differences was on the rebounds. Uh we just absolutely destroyed them. And a lot of that goes to Tristan Thompson tonight. We out-rebounded uh, 35 to 22 defensive rebounds, at least. 54 to 33. Out-rebounded them by 21 rebounds, which is crazy. Crazy to think of. Uh, you look, we had two guys with nine, right? Neesmith and Time Lord with nine. Tatum, 8, Thompson, 13, Fournier, 4, Jalen, 7. Like, just crushing the boards up and down. Uh, so, overall, this is, a, this is a really solid win. And it's very much needed at this point in the season. Uh, Want to dive into some of the negatives. We'll try to keep that part short because I feel like the last couple podcasts have been super negative. Before we dive into the negatives, we want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's take a quick second here. Shout out a new sponsor, Vidget. Vidget is the first gamified social network for sports bettors. It's 100% free to download and give sports bettors like me and you a place to talk about sports betting and compete against friends. Vidget has a free play sports book, which gives you the opportunity to win real prizes like t-shirts, Amazon gift cards, and even a PS5. They also have really cool betting league features, which kind of works like fantasy football for sports betting. Download today using the referral CeltsPod, that's C-E-L-T-S-P-O-D, and get 2,500 free coins to start betting with. All right, Celtics fans, we're back. Talk about some of the negatives. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, I do want to give a quick shout-out to Tremont Waters because I failed to mention that in the first half. And I do think it's worth noting that he played a pretty solid game. Looked a little bit lost on defense at certain parts. Tatum was waving him off on offense a couple times. Uh, But overall, I think played pretty well. End of the game, six points, six assists, two steals, had three turnovers, led the team in that stat today, which is not where you want to be. But overall, I think he brought a a pretty good energy and was doing the right thing the majority of the night. Uh, So do want to mention that. I think Time Lord, I mean, it was his first game back, played 17 minutes, had a couple of great plays, Two really big blocks late in the game, but four points, nine rebounds. Overall, solid games. 
Nothing to write home about, uh, but good games for both Tremont and Time Ward. Uh, but do want to dive into some of the negatives here. Second quarter, I already kind of talked about it, uh, but the Celtics offense pretty much fell flat. Like We had a 20-point lead uh, because Jalen Brown personally outscored the Charlotte Hornets in the first quarter, 20-19. to uh, But the second quarter, we pretty much gave a good portion of that lead away. Got outscored 28 to 19. And that was the worst quarter that we've had. Well, that we had tonight uh, in terms of point differential. But the Celtics really just could not get anything working offensively. And that was kind of before we saw Peyton Pritchard kind of step into a bigger role. He certainly got minutes in the second uh, I feel you didn't contribute a, a ton offensively up until really the, the second half. Uh, you only had three points in the first half on one of six shooting. And Neesmith was pretty much the same. Most of his contributions came in the second half. Uh, but overall tonight, the second quarter was tough. Jalen Brown was lights out in the first quarter, 20 points, played all 12 minutes, and then really didn't play for the first six or seven minutes of the second. Uh, And when he got in, I think he took one shot in the entire second quarter, uh, which is kind of to be expected after going and pretty much doing everything for your team in the first quarter. Uh, But it really held our offense pretty stagnant. Uh, so the second quarter was tough, which again, when the offense is stagnant, we've talked about it, but the defense runs, it coincides with it, right? When the offense isn't moving, the defense struggles because efforts not there as much. Uh, we saw that picked up a lot in the second half. The Hornets still had very good offensive outputs in both the third and fourth quarter as we were actually outscored 33-30 in the third quarter as well. Uh, but it was, you know, realistically, it came down to the point that we just outperformed them in the fourth quarter. Like, the Hornets got it down to three points, or maybe even two points, at a couple different parts of the fourth quarter. And the Celtics just performed better in clutch. And a lot of that came down to Neesmith. Uh, but when you look at some of the negatives you look back at really the way the Hornets attacked the Celtics in that second half they were getting to the line whenever they wanted again Charlotte similar to what I talked about a couple games back they're one of the faster teams in the league they're going to push they're going to drive and they're going to try and dish every transition opportunity they get they're going to try to take advantage of They did that again tonight, and it showed on the free throw line. 24 of 32. Again, not a great shooting percentage, uh, but got to the line a ton. And you look at Devontae Graham, like, he he went to the line 6 of 9. Went 6 of 9 from the line tonight. A lot of them just were missing shots. Terry Rozier tonight, 4 of 18 from the field one of eight from three 
torched us last game. 25-25-ish points, I believe. Uh, Tonight, held them pretty good. And Neesmith had a lot of minutes on him. Pritchard had a lot of minutes on him. Believe it or not, Waters had a good chunk of minutes on him. Don't know how that happened. Uh, how he didn't torch Waters on that end. But overall, this is a this is a solid win. There's really not a ton of negatives to talk through on that. Uh, so we'll leave it there. I do want to talk about playoff rotations real quick. Because every single game, I feel like I'm coming to the same conclusion with playoff rotations. Uh, but games like these kind of change my mind. You look at your starters, realistically, Brad's going to try and keep 9, 10 guys. That's how most NBA playoff rosters look. If, and this is a big if, the Celtics can get and stay healthy, this is different. Like it, everything, everything changes and things look better for the Celtics. Right now, Kemba's the only one, obviously no smart tonight, Kemba was the only one that was really injured. That didn't play. With that being said, didn't seem like Kemba's injury was a, a massive injury and there was something that was going to keep him out for longer than these two games. With that being said, the entire starting lineup is not going to change. It's going to be Kemba, Smart, JB, Tatum, and probably Time Lord by the time playoffs roll around. If Time Lord's still not 100% and he's on a minutes restriction, maybe it's Thompson. Regardless, the other is going to be in the rotation. So let's just call it Time Lord in the starting lineup. Bench is going to be Thompson, Fournier, Pritchard. Fournier really needs to step things up. I think he was another big negative tonight. Did not play well. One of seven from the field. Sorry, I digress again. Uh, but overall, you look at the roster right there, that's eight players. I've put Romeo, Shemi, Grant, potentially Jabari Parker, all kind of on the bubble of being able to play, being able to contribute based on matchups. Again, against a team like Milwaukee, it's probably going to be a guy like Shemi that gets a little bit more playing time. Maybe a little bit of Grant. Uh, against smaller teams, maybe a little bit more Grant. Maybe maybe some Parker, Jabari Parker. Uh, but based on this, Neesmith could, put a, put, could get into that game a little bit more. Like, he could make a name for himself. I don't want to jump to conclusions... Because it's one strong performance. Uh, but again, one of the things the Celtics have struggled with all season long is energy. And he seems to be that energy guy. So the, that realistically can change in the next nine nine games. right? There's still a lot in the air. Still a lot to be desired on both ends. Uh, but that could happen which would be huge for the Celtics team. It's just another guy that can actually shoot. You know, the problem with Shemi and Romeo is offensively, they're just very hesitant shooting. Shemi more so than Romeo. At least Romeo, I think, tries to 
tries to drive to the lane. Uh, but Neesmith, I think, is just a he's a better offensive player. And defensively, he's not perfect by any means. Uh, but his energy is there. So that, to me, is huge. It's huge. I don't know. You can kind of debate this all you want at this point, but a lot of it, I think, is going to depend on the next nine games. Brad's obviously huge into matchups. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully the Celtics get a healthy team next, playing the Spurs on Friday. And hopefully we get to try out some of these guys. Hopefully we get a big lead early. We get a full squad, hopefully starting our normal starting lineup for the first time in a very long time. And we can try to figure out what we have. Uh, with that being said, I want to transition, talk about some of the standings because there have been some shifts. So as of right now, and this is at 1030, same top three, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee. You've got New York Knicks seven and a half games back, Hawks eight and a half games back, Celtics nine and a half, Miami Heat 10. And again, Celtics at six, Miami at seven. The seven seed is a playing game. So very, very important that that stays where it is. So we saw tonight that Philly absolutely destroyed Atlanta, 127-83. The Knicks beat the Bulls. And Miami, unfortunately, beat the Spurs, although it looked like the Spurs might have been able to pull it off. Uh, regardless, we've got a half game lead on the Heat, a game behind Atlanta for the five seed. That's where the Celtics want to be, either the four or the five. With nine games left, a game to make up is 100% doable. But we've got to make some moves. We've got, we need to start putting together win streaks. Uh, because the difference between a five and a six seed is one of them we get to play either the Knicks or the Hawks, <laughs> one of which we're going to need to play the Bucks first round. I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather face the Knicks or the Hawks than Giannis first go around. Uh but that's what we've got. Those are the that's kind of where the standings are shaking out right now. Again, nine games. Some play, some teams have ten. A lot can change. I don't expect a ton to change, but I'm hoping that we can move up a little bit in the standings. That's where we're gonna wrap things up today. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, make sure to rate, review the podcast, share it with friends. More importantly. Make sure to tune in again Friday night after the Spurs game, hopefully starting a new winning streak. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.